Welcome to the Microdosing for Healing podcast. I'm your host, Casey Garrett, and together we'll be discovering and learning from inspiring voices of healers, medicine keepers, and visionaries. Every episode, we'll explore the world of health, vibrant wellness, and natural medicine for a new era of human society. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome to part nine of our chat. Today, I'm really excited to talk to you about today's topic. Today, we're going to talk about the differences between group work when it comes to microdosing practice and one-on-one work. So I have done both and they're both just beautiful, Um, but there are some really distinct differences that I want to talk to you about to help you decide both what to start with if you're brand new to the field, as well as, you know, what you, you know, give you some clues so that you might know what you're most drawn to. So if you're just starting out and say you're coming into microdosing coaching from another field other than the healing arts. So for example, if you had a corporate background or you were in a completely different industry, you might want to start with one-on-one work first. And I say that because to do group work, it's really, really important that you come in with a base and an audience and a list of some kind before you start to do group work. Um, It's harder than people think to put a group together. I can hear a lot of the healing artists that I know know because they tried and they have group programs and it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of Um, getting the message out and promotion and marketing and selling, um, which, you know, a few few coaches and healing artists really love to do, but not many. So, so if you know that about yourself um, and you don't have a list in a pre-existing audience, I definitely, definitely think it's, it's wise to start out with one-to-one work. Um, The, let's say the, one of the challenges of one-to-one work when you're new um, you're new. <laughs> so you're only working with one person at a time. So you're learning more slowly than you would say in a group setting. One-to-one work, um, you get to know someone really intimately well, um, which you might not have space and time and investment to, to see them so deeply in a group setting. So one-to-one work too, people will pay more than they will for a group experience because they're getting undivided attention, right? So those are all factors that go into your one-to-one work. One-to-one work is easier to start because it just takes one person, right? (laughs) That's obvious. Um, And you can start with people you know. You know, a lot of times when I work with people who are brand new to the healing arts and they're super talented and ready to go, but they're like, I don't, I don't even know who to start with. Like, do I run an ad? Do I post on social media? And really, it's don't overcomplicate it. It's really just working first with who you know. You know, it's very common to just, you know, start sharing microdosing practice with your friends and loved ones. Maybe you're not charging at first. You're just, you know, helping them get started and supporting them. You learn from that experience for sure. Then you start to work with friends of friends and neighbors of neighbors and just let it organically happen. With something like microdosing, I find, you know, people are so drawn to healing. 
and are so drawn to spirituality in a way that they can't even really articulate sometimes. But as soon as it presents itself to them, it's like a little light bulb goes off. So a lot of times I find you just have to share it (laughs) and that's all you need to do. You don't need to even think of it as selling or marketing when it comes to one-on-one work because I joke that I can barely, you know, I leave the house and I get a new client. It just, (laughs) you know, when people, because I'm sharing about what I do and I'm very open about what I do, you know, I see someone I know and that's the first thing they want to talk about is tell me more, you know, tell me more about this. And is it for me? Do you think it's right for me? So the more you just share openly and answer questions and educate people and work to remove the stigma, you know, talk about the research that's going on. There's a lot of mentions in the mainstream media now these days. So just naturally sharing and being yourself will get you your first one-to-one clients. And then word of mouth takes over. Um, make sure you let people know one-to-one that you are open to working with other people. A lot of the times people are happy to share, especially when it's something that makes them feel so much better. And, you know, people will see them very frequently and go, what are you doing? Like, you do, you seem great. And people will tell them and, and there you go. So it's a really um, mycelial thing that you don't have to overthink or get anxious about sharing because the sharing, you know, once you do it, and if you do it in alignment and you do it with passion and and truth, it's just going to happen, right? So one-on-one work, I definitely suggest starting with if you are coming in kind of completely new and you don't have any clients. If you are a healing artist in 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 pretty much any modality who has been in practice for any length of time, you already come with a built-in audience. So that gives you a little bit more freedom to think about, do I want to do one-on-one or do I want to do group work or do I want to start with a combination of both and see how it goes? Um, A nice in-between is like starting with like a little pod, uh, you know, a little cohort and see how it goes. Um, My situation, my personal experience was um, I've been in the healing arts for many, many years. So I had a huge, huge audience coming in, but it was unique in that, you know, the first bit of my, my, my client base was like when I was an independent practitioner and then I started opening studios and our client base grew to, I think our, you know, our client base of our studios in in two different counties ended up being, I think we're like 22,000 people where our customers they were clients of the studio, but a a lot of them didn't know me personally, you know, especially once we opened our third and fourth studios, I wasn't there all the time. So they didn't necessarily associate um, me, Casey with the studios anymore. Um, So when I, when I changed and and pivoted and started offering this work, yes, I had a huge client base to share microdosing with. However, it wasn't, you know, it was people that were like, wait a minute, <laughs> I went to, to get massages at this place and what's, what's this mushroom thing? Like what, what's going on here? So there, you have to be aware depending on what modality you're coming from and your base is in once you're sharing it, you know, not just the number of people, but also 
be sensitive and empathetic to, is this completely new or is this kind of an extension of? So in our case, you know, our studios did everything from body work to energy work to meditation, yoga, cacao ceremony, sound healing. So it wasn't that far out there to think that people who are coming to us for those things would be interested in health and healing and potentially mushroom microdosing practice, right? So I had a really, really beautiful, you know, ability to um, start with group work because I had that client base built in. So that might be true for you too. So if you've been a healing artist for some time and you have a pretty sizable email list, you you might not start with one-to-one work. You might start with group work right from the start. So we did that. We we started with two um, two pilot groups um, now two years ago, um, as I'm recording this, and two groups of 12 people that I consider kind of my pilot group cohorts. And it was just from the start, um, it was the first time I had ever really done group work, let alone virtually over Zoom. And I didn't know what to expect. Um, and I was unbelievably surprised by not only how much I loved it, I love group work so much. And I was also taken by how, you know, how transformative this, the group dynamic is, you know, it's at that point I had been working with one-on-one clients and while they achieved great results too, there was something about the group dynamic that just ignites people's potential with microdosing. And they just move so much more quickly through the process. Um, Another advantage of group work is as someone in a field that's really new, you know, you learn so much so quickly as a guide and a coach by doing group work. You know, I was able to grow so much as a space holder and a guide by doing the group work we did. So if I had maintained doing one-to-one work, there's no way I would know now what I what I know now and what I've learned in the last two years uh, because I just learned from seeing so many people. Um, two of our coaches in the program had, were original participants in our original groups two years ago. And they're both microdosing coaches now and they could do so. And they're really great at what they do. Um, I have like, the utmost confidence in them. They're super talented because, exactly because they participated in every single group that we have had. They, they came to all the calls and it's like, there's no better way to get to know people's paths and themes and threads and things that happen than by participating. You know, it's really, really, really the best way to to learn. So it kind of supercharges our client experience, but also supercharges our experience as coaches. And how do we hold space and how do we lead a group and, and how do we see threads and connections and um, coach people through this very unique experience. And oftentimes... Um, a beginner beginner experience, um, which is even more important, you know, um, when you're kind of setting the stage for what will be hopefully a lifelong practice for for many people. So group practice is just 
so, God, I just love it so, so much. I do think if you've never led groups, even though I had never led groups before, I participated, <laughs> I participated in a lot of groups. So I had been kind of an observer and participant witness to people leading groups for many, many years. Um, I, I love studying and learning. And so I learn a lot and continue to learn a lot from other teachers, mentors, coaches. So even if you think you're not interested in a topic, <laughs> it's to, to be in the presence of a teacher who is in their mastery, holding space, leading a group, like you learn so much just by the way people hold space and lead groups. And with each and every experience you, you experience, you will learn more and be able to weave those qualities into your own space holding. So as an example, you know, I, I've, I've been to Esalen for many, many years. I spent much of my early career um, there in Big Sur. And I went I went there often workshops without, you know, the goal was to go to Esalen. It wasn't necessarily to take a specific topic of a, of a workshop. And I went to a workshop um, in the last year of, it was on Enneagram. And I was like interested in the Enneagram, but I wasn't going there to learn that specifically. And the teacher had been teaching Enneagram for, I don't even know how many decades, but I just, the, the learning and the topic was fascinating. But at the end of the week, I was just, I think what I, the most I got out of it was just witnessing this teacher in his joy, in his passion and talent, just the way he moved the space and moved the energy and created the dynamic day to day. Um, we taught, it was just, it was a masterclass in how to hold space. And so all of life is a teacher. And so I, I encourage you, if you're, if you're new to group work, you learn by leading your own groups, but you can also learn a lot by participating yourself in groups. Um, what else? Group work, you know, obviously in terms of like a business standpoint, you can just accept and serve more people if you have groups. Um, that's one of the things I love about it because I, and some people aren't, this might not be for you. I love change. You know, I love revolution. I love transformation and I'm here for it. Like this, this is why I do this work. Um, and we all have our own inspiration and motivation, but I am here to, to see change and healing in people's personal lives, but also in the collective culture. And so for me and my work, it's really, really important that we, we do this work in a safe, conscientious way, but also we do this in an expansive way. We're not holding back and restrained. Um, we do this freely and liberally and expansively. And so groups are the best way to, to do that. I love, I love our community so much. Um, building a community, I've done it now several times in my career. And it is such a, it's character building for sure. And it's just fascinating. You know, there's nothing else like building something from nothing that starts with like the seedlings of a tiny group of people. 
and then watching it grow and grow and grow and grow till it becomes something completely apart from you. And it lives on and, you know, it's this living, breathing thing that is no longer yours. And you are there and you're still part of it. And you move from kind of like the creator and manager of the thing to more of kind of the leader and visionary of the thing and the guide. Um, So in terms of groups, it becomes not only you leading the group, it's you weaving connections between all the people in the group and holding space in such a way that the community becomes their connection, not their connection to you, but their connection to the community you created. There's nothing else like that. And it's really special to create something that is separate from you and lives on outside of you. And um, it's such a cool feeling to have other people grow within that community and become leaders in their own right and be able to just be a participant of the community, you know, and kind of step out and step back in and go like, see, this thing is, is bigger than, than I am is a very, very cool experience. Um, so what else can I share that's useful for group work, one-on-one work pricing? So pricing, um, and making services and healing accessible to people is really, really important to all of us in the healing arts. Healing arts as a whole have been completely underpaid forever. You know, unless you're like on the clinician professional side and you're well compensated, um, if you're like an alternative healing, no. Like, it almost gets mixed into like hospitality service a lot of times um, with the whole like tipping models of massage therapists and tipping, you know, kind of like waitresses. It's just interesting the way it all grew up. And and I think um, it's not a coincidence that the, the female dominated alternative health professions were treated more like uh, service and hospitality you know, the nurses, and massage therapists, and um, the doulas. So uh, that's a whole nother can of arms. But in terms of us pricing our services and making things accessible, um, groups give us the opportunity to make our healing work accessible to a large, large group of people that we can't do on a one-on-one model. So what I've seen a lot of healers do very, very successfully, I've done this many times in different variations over my career, is create a tiered model where you have different access points in terms of pricing. So maybe your one-on-one offer is kind of your highest tier. And yes, it's it's one-on-one, it's you know, intimate, it's very focused attention on one person. That's going to be at a higher price if you if you want that then maybe your next tier is your group offering and then below that you might have very low cost or even free offerings available to people that live on your website or that you offer every once in a while you can offer free um, especially virtually now you can offer free things pretty easily with just a zoom account so doing a tiered model really helps you you know pay your mortgage and live sustainably, um, which healers deserve to do while you 
your one-to-one offers will help subsidize um, all of your group work that's more accessible to more people. Um, group work also gives you more leeway in terms of like scholarships and discounts or sliding scale. Um, uh, we talk about sliding scales, a whole other can of worms that, that I feel strongly about. I've tested out over the years. And um, if you're interested in hearing more of like those kind of things, come to our, come to our mastermind group. Um, we talk about stuff like that all the time. So, but for our purposes today, um, doing things in a group one-on-one and then free accessible resources way really gives you a lot of opportunity to um, get people into those group offerings and have some flexibility because again, you're already teaching the group. It, It makes no difference if there's one or two extra people in there versus when you offer services one-on-one, each person booking is really, really impactful to your sustainability. So you can't give um, scholarship seats and and discounted slots to one-on-one clients without really hurting and harming your own livelihood versus you have that ability to offer scholarships and discounts for the group because it's, you know, it's a big group and, and it really doesn't matter. I frequently get asked um, for scholarships to, I do two different group containers. So there's a capped group where there's only X amount of seats. And then I have a group offering that's unlimited. You know, it's open enrollment and it's unlimited seats. And I frequently, frequently get asked for scholarship seats, free seats in the intensive cap program. And I have learned to say no kindly to people because it's like, it's a cap seat thing. <laughs> you know, there's only extra receipts and I can't give those away for free because I'm, I'm missing out on that revenue that I'm counting on from that seat. Um, also people asking like, can they share a seat <laughs> you know, with people? And it's like, no, again, like the person you're sharing with is taking up a seat for another person. So again, if you have a group offering that's unlimited, they're welcome to if you if you want to and you feel it's deserved, offer them a seat in that. But um, having those clear boundaries going in, having the one-on-one and the group offering will give you a lot more flexibility that you might not have had otherwise. So those are my thoughts on group work versus one-on-one work. Um, I'm so looking forward to the future because we are going to come up with all sorts of... <laughs> new systems, new way of doing things. There's going to be so much new technology that comes out to support different tiered access for people, different ways of working with people, new models for like peer support groups, I think is going to become a really important model going forward where it's not all on us. You know, (laughs) like the old model is like us as teacher, us as leader. And I think the new models are us in a circle and more shared power, collaborative power. And I've seen it in our community where people who start out as participants grow and become leaders and mentors to the people just beginning. And I think there's going to be so many innovative models that come about where it's not leader-student, it's it's different citizen healers at all levels that learn um, 
peer support modeling where, you know, it's people who don't necessarily want to become like a professional medicine person, but they want to be able to support their peers, have basic understanding, basic resources and and harm reduction skills. So I think being open and experimental and and trying new things um, is, you know, the worst case, it doesn't work and you pivot. You know, that's what we're built for, right? That's why we're here. So good luck, um, whichever you choose. And again, I really, really encourage you to, again, find your kindred spirits, find your community and be with your colleagues to some extent. Like you will get so much support, especially in new ideas, new innovations, the way to model your microdosing practice if you stay in touch Uh, with your colleagues who are in the space. So thank you so much for listening and I'll look forward to seeing you in the next chat. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Microdosing for Healing podcast. Are you ready to take the next step? Please visit us at microdosingforhealing.com to access our free Microdosing 101 workshop. In it, you'll learn more about our diverse community, our supportive group programs, and discover if earth medicine practice might be right for you. See you in the next episode.